0: Got a lot to cover, but I think we got to start off with a a quick little uh, health uh, check-in and give us a health update, cancer-free, and and talk to us about that a little bit.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, I just had a PET scan about a month ago, five weeks, right about now. Um, And, uh, yeah, still cancer-free, so that brings me up to 10 years cancer-free. Awesome. um, Which, uh, with this type of cancer, two years is like kind of a milestone. Um, It's not the five year, but it's a a pretty big milestone. So I'm very happy, as you can imagine.
0: Absolutely. And we are all, too, as fans. And, you know, I talked to Wendy Dio recently, and her message was kind of about, you know, get the word out. And, you know, had she found out what was wrong with Ronnie earlier, they could have saved him. And kind of curious from you, any kind of warning signs or anything we should look out for or kind of pay attention to when our body's telling us something? What were they for you?
1: You know, mainly I can speak for this type of cancer it was oral cancer. It's one of those things that my dentist wouldn't have seen. Dentists can not find oral cancer if it's like on the you know the tip of your tongue or under your you know your gums or something like that. But this type of cancer was at the base of the tongue, which is kind of common for HPV-related cancer. And then there was two associated lymph nodes that went along with it, which is kind of common for that cancer anyway. Women can get tested for HPV at this point in time men cannot okay? ah. and there is so many strains of HPV there's a few that cause uh, this type of cancer it's hard to know if you have it you can have it for years and years and years I you know I'm friends with a guy that's been married for 18 years and he's a lawyer and has never cheated on his wife his wife's never cheated on him I mean they're just not like that you know HPV from college days you know what I mean yeah Anybody can get this. You don't have to be some sleazy old (laughs) to get HPV, okay? It is very, very common. It's uncommon to get cancer from it, quite frankly, but it's on the rise in a big, big way. So with me, I had a sore throat for a month, and I had this big lymph node popping out the side of my neck, and I went to my ENT, and he scoped me. You have to go to an ENT because they scope. They look down, like, through your nose. It doesn't hurt. It's like three minutes or something. I mean, it's not a big deal. But they can see if there's anything going on. And if so then they have to biopsy it or, or do a scan or do some imaging and take it from there. And it's a very curable. It's just for me, it didn't cure with standard of care and then I had to do immunotherapy, which thank God that that is in the world right now. I was on a clinical trial for immunotherapy and uh, it turned it around in nine weeks. Wow. Uh, Otherwise I would have lost my tongue uh, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you or I'd be dead, one of the two.
0: Man, well, so glad to hear that you pulled through and you actually had the, the same exact thing as uh, Bruce Dickinson, right? That's right. I mean, I don't know.
1: I've never spoken to him about it, but yeah, and, uh, Michael Douglas. And, uh, I, I've heard Val Kilmer. I don't know. I don't want to start a rumor. <laughs> Uh You know, there's a few people that have been quiet about it. I was a little more vocal about it because I thought it was gone for one thing. I, I thought when I would go get my first set of imaging that it would be gone and it wasn't so since i kind of started to talk about it i decided that i wanted everybody to know what could be done also i can tell people as a matter what kind of cancer that they might be looking at immunotherapy is here and now and the future and it really can save lives it is not Hoodoo witch doctor stuff. It's real medicine. It's, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, stand on the beach, you know, with a crystal and touch your nose with, you know, on the full moon. This is real medicine, and I hope people, uh, you know, start to look up these clinical trials. I know I'm giving you a mouthful here. No, no. Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, of course, it's important to me and I not a day goes by that I don't think about it. Probably an hour doesn't go by because I do have some residual stuff from it, like uh, from the radiation and stuff like that. So, I don't swallow so well and things like that. But, hey, I'm here and I can do everything I need to do. So, I'm happy. And I can play drums. Yeah. And entertain you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm I'm happy to talk about it and spread the word. Uh, my dad died of cancer, and had a good friend who had uh, colon cancer just last uh, year. I'm so uh, I'm all about spreading the word about cancer any which way I can possible.
1: Absolutely, and with with girls, the HPV you can get it. You know, they can get a little cancer too. I went through it with a girl. A lot of times, they get it in their cervix, and you know, I mean, there's a, a lot of that stuff going around too. So, yeah, stay on top of it. That's all you can do, and it is very treatable and very curable, but you got to get on it, and uh, it doesn't always and. That's the scary part, and that's a cornerstone of any disease is the fear. Hey, am I going to get rid of this? What's it going to do to me? And all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the quicker you jump on it, the better chances you have. I'm sorry about your dad. I'm sorry nah. about anybody. that I'm sorry to anybody that has this stuff, but honestly, we are looking, we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the doctors, the research team, this is real stuff. And, and I think that in our lifetime, we could
0: see this you know, where they can cure cancer fairly easy. Well, that'd be great, man. That's that's what we're all striving for and, and awesome. And I got to tell you a funny story, Ricky. I never forget this, man. Getting out of junior high, going to my best friend's house and watching MTV back when they used to play music videos and, Fallen Angel came on and me and my best friend looked at each other and said, dude, let's start a band. And he's like, I'll play guitar. And I'm like, great, I'm going to play drums, man. And it was your your video that kind of launched my my career and played in junior high and high school and then got into college and realized I'm better off pressing play on other people's tunes than my own, but uh, just kind of wanted to share that story with you. And was that Kiss, or, awesome. was that Kiss or Aerosmith for you growing up? Did you kind of have that same experience?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I started to become sort of aware of music. You know, my sister was nine years older than me. And so she was like sort of smack dab in the hippie era, you know. And, but she loved the Beatles. And of course, I grew up loving that. And my mom loved Elvis. And so I had the Beatles and I had Elvis. And my dad was into uh, a lot of soul and black music. And so I kind of had this great blend, you know what I mean, of stuff. To be inspired by my own music, I adopted rock and roll. The first record I ever went out and bought was Deep Purple, Made in Japan, the live record. Nice. And to this day, Highway Star makes me want to just go 250 miles an hour you know what I mean
0: it's awesome Five Point Amphitheater I've been calling it the New Irvine Meadows you guys are going to be there May 18th and uh, hell of a lineup kind of one old school with Cheap Trick and one kind of new school with Pop Evil this is a great bill and, and finally a headlining set from Poison it's been a while
1: I know. I can't wait to get into rehearsal and fight with everybody about what we're going to play. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, it's that's the hardest part because you know we got to play the hits; otherwise, you upset people. You think you can get away with not doing that? We've tried that a few times where. <laughs> You know, you'd lease things out put something else in. You can't do that.
0: You will upset fans.
1: But, you know, we want to try to put in some stuff that maybe we haven't done in a really long time or maybe even ever. Mm. We'll see what happens.
0: Awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and you had kind of touched on it with the Deep Purple and kind of wanted to go back. I was listening to on the way here, uh, Swallow This Live, and it got me to thinking about Poison, what a great live band. And then also got me thinking about those 70s albums. And we kind of found out later on in time that maybe those... Those 70s live albums like Kiss Alive weren't exactly live albums and kind of wanted to pose that question to you. Was Swallow This Live fully a live record or was there some help in the studio or what can you tell us about that live album?
1: It is totally live. That's why in, in the second one, we even we got actually accused of that. And then on the second thing, the live raw and uncut, you know, we wanted to let people know right off the bat hey, you know, before you can start thinking that, we don't want to feel those questions all over again. <laughs> no, it, it, it is live. But the thing is, is that nowadays, the technology is way better than it was in the 70s, okay? So you can capture it. Back then, I mean, you know, the mics would be out, and then you'd have a lot of venue. It's just the PA system's just, you know, gear wasn't as good. Let's mm. just face it. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, I want a, an old amp and stuff. There was all kinds of really cool vintage gear, don't get me wrong. That came from that group, but in terms of reliability, stuff went down a lot. Ah. And, uh, I think that's the reason. I don't think that it's because those players weren't good, because dude great players right? Then.
0: you know speaking of that album too Swallow This Live I, I really like the, the new tunes at the end of that album you know so Tell Me Why and Souls on Fire and Only Time Will Tell and wanted to learn a little bit about those tunes did you go in and specifically record them for the live album or were they kind of left over from the Flesh and Blood sessions and talk about those tunes a little bit
1: that's leftover stuff is what it was it gives fans something a little bit special you know what i mean something different and sometimes it's embarrassing if something didn't make the cut it's for a reason but but then sometimes you go back and revisit stuff and you're like you know what There was something kind of special about that and maybe we should have chased that down a little more you know
0: i thought those were some strong tunes did you ever play any of those live or is maybe working into the set this year or so tell me why was definitely you
1: know we really went after that one like that to me that's that is an awesome song
0: yeah I, I really love that. love that song
1: me too uh, but some like you know some like the uh, what was the one That you mentioned Souls uh,
0: on Fire or Only Time Will Tell ta- yeah, you no
1: know, Souls on Fire was great Only Time Will ta- I mean I think they're all really good songs uh, there's like don't mess around with Jim like we did a remake of that and put it on one of the records like mm, wasn't so great you know what I mean but it was okay but you know yeah Soul's On Fire to me is like I'd love to play that lot are you kidding me
0: (laughs) do you have a a favorite that you're going to go to bat for when you uh, get into rehearsals with the band is there is there one that you like oh when we do a headlining set we got to pull this one out
1: you know, Brett and I talked about blaming on you uh, a little bit uh, about mm. a week ago. So I'm I'm going to go to back for that one because that's just such an upbeat a uh, fun
0: song and
1: uh but you know just it really i mean i love our catalog so um i'm good with with anything i just want to change it up a little bit this time
0: cool and i was glad that, it, that the video came out this week I, I love watching the videos of uh the unboxing of the new set and that chrome set looks amazing man can't wait to hear it live and it, do you do those on like iphone uh, imovie or how do you how do you put those videos together
1: that one I did with, uh, and by the way, it's not a chrome set. That is stainless steel polish. Ah. So that's pure stainless polish. It's okay. heavy kit. Heavy metal kit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it depends on what I'm doing. Like It depends on the, where I'm at, but sometimes I use various cameras depending on what I'm doing. I use my, like right now I'm doing a blog uh, about, uh, I'm doing some decals on my Indian Scout Bobber motorcycle, and I'm using my RED camera for that. But sometimes I'll use a smaller, like, little Sony or something if I'm out running around or have to do it from the car. And sometimes I use drones, you know. But, no, I do stuff in Final Cut Pro,
0: usually. Oh, okay. You know, curious, just to geek out a little bit drum-wise, and and you, and watching that video, and you were kind of talking about the uh, toms being a little bit tilted, and it got me thinking, yeah, you know, as I used to mimic you and set up the TV and try to set up my drums exactly like yours you did always put kind of play your toms really flat and and on the edge of your seat too not using the whole throne you know
1: what? I I corrected that <laughs> since the video. Believe it or not. I, oh, I didn't really? Deal with it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm gonna. So I did. I actually. So it's way flatter now. I was able to move some things around and figure out how to do it. And then I was looking at something to change out that stand, and I'm like, no, I can't move the stand. If I move the stand, I'll never figure out how I got it there. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's great right now. Uh, it's perfect. I'm very happy right now.
0: And you used to play like that, or at least in the videos. I, I remember you, your ass kind of hanging barely on the seat, kind of on the edge, and, and just kind of using it to more lean up against almost playing standing up. but You're more sit-down nowadays.
1: I am. Um, it wasn't, you know, I mean, over time. You know, it just, uh, my back hurt, you know? <laughs> um, I got in bad habits. You know, the first kit I got was kind of a hodgepodge kit. And then I bought another kit for 50 bucks and little pieces here and there and tried to fit it all together and stands didn't match and right. things didn't match and I had to put things just where I could. And so I got used to weird setups, you know what I mean? And over time, I've kind of evolved and and uh, into a more modern setup. Quite honestly, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm like a five-piece setup guy, really, and then I've added things to it. I always like the symmetry of two kick drums. Yeah, it but looks my cool. My kick drums aren't aren't you know aren't symmetrical. Like one's uh, uh, over to the side more. My mm. left foot is more at an angle, and I play with the side of my foot on the hi-hat. These are habits I've just never been able to break. So, <laughs> you know, and it's just because it's where it was positioned when I was in my basement in Pennsylvania with no other way to get that. I mean, we didn't have all those parts that we do now, and even if we did, I couldn't have looked forward
0: to it. <laughs> right, you <know? laughs> right. You were happy if you hit the cymbal and the stand didn't fall down at that point.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was always drilling something, or you know, the first kit I ever customized was one in my basement with like the, the stuff that you use to like put in shelving, you know, that uh, tack paper or whatever the heck it is. Oh, okay. I, I found black and made everything black because I had two different. I had blue and I had red, and that does not look good together. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the uh, the other love in your life that I see all the time on on social media: martial arts. Oh, sure. When and where did that start for you?
1: Uh, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like 20 years now or something like that. Wow. Um, I'd have to figure it out. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm a third degree. You know, it's kind of my lifestyle, really. Like, it's, you know, it's something I do typically about three or so times a week. It's, It's so, crazy because you know, you don't want to get owned when you're on the mat. And when we go, we go full on. And so it's changed me. Like I all week I try to sleep better, I try to eat better. I try to do things so that when I get there that I do better because otherwise I'll just suffer like at the hands of somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even yeah. even even if they're newer, you know, and there's a lot of tough guys. So Uh, it's it's helped me in terms of just a lifestyle in general there's some guys with a sober house that have been 90 days or more and i'm seeing like so many changes in those guys where they don't want to use now because this became important to them now you know yeah and that sort of stuff is really really rewarding so i'm trying to help out where i can with that stuff
0: and does that make you a, a big ufc fan at the same time You know what? It's
1: because of the UFC that I got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was a Bruce Lee fan, and of course I wanted to learn all the JKD stuff and everything that he taught, and I liked the knife fighting and and all that sort of stuff. And then I saw Royce Gracie just go through a bunch of guys in the (laughs) UFC, and I wanted to know what that was all about. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was new in this country at the time, and it was a little bit hard to find a school And I found the Machado Brothers. And, uh, man, I just got owned every day for the first <laughs> year that I was there. It was brutal. So I look back, and those days were the Wild West. I mean, people would stomp into the school and just want to take guys on because they wanted to see really did work like it did in the UFC. So, I mean, we actually defended ourselves for the first five years that, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu was in this country.
0: Did you ever step in the octagon or have any dreams or visions to? No, I, I'm not
1: an MMA fighter. Number one, I'm too old for it. I wouldn't be able to compete with those guys. Uh, and uh, you know. I kind of like my face intact and <laughs> it probably wouldn't look the same after a while. <laughs> but, you know, the, the other part of it is is that, you know, I want to play drums. And if I beat my hands up like that, I probably wouldn't be able to play.
0: Is there a, any other projects for you playing drums? I know you had some other projects before and we're doing some work with Tracy Guns and stuff. But a- anything else brewing outside of Poison for you?
1: Well, I mean, I, I have the Devil City Angels. You know, we were getting a lot of traction when I did get cancer. You know, I had the Rock of Tormor Stone. going. I had that going. And And then a lot of things fell around me. I had, you know, I got the cancer. I went through a divorce. All this stuff sort of happened at once. And Tracy moved on uh, and went back to L.A. Guns, which I think is great. Yeah, Um, I I, I think that's where he should be. Uh, And and I love playing with the guy. But, um, I mean, that's his baby.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, totally.
1: He's killing it with that. You know, Eric moved on. He had to go make money, and he wound up with Brett, actually. <laughs> so uh, Brandon and I decided to keep this thing going. So we've got uh, Joel Kosha from Collective Soul. Oh, cool. We have sort of an unknown guy that was playing with John Karabi. His name's Topher Nolan, and he's in Nashville. And uh, we just finished a track, and we're just getting ready to do – we're going to do a, a video for it while I'm on the road. We have a couple of days off, and we're going to go ahead and shoot that and release it. So you'll see it sometime this year, awesome. part of this year, in the,
0: in the spring here. And then an album to come too, or too far too far I down hope the line. So. Okay. You know, I hope we I hope we do an album. I, I'd love to. I, you know, we have one album,
1: and it's great. I really really love that album. A lot. I'm very proud of it, and I'd love to do
0: another one. And uh, I got to ask, just because I have to, Poison new music? Any chance of that or? not even talking about it
1: oh god i hope so you know it was so long overdue it's it's like crazy you yeah. know there's nothing more i'd like than that we talked about doing some stuff but i don't have anything to like announce right now you know what i mean but gotcha uh we have been talking about things so hopefully something will grow from that
0: good good to hear and and lastly just out of curiosity do you kind of keep up with music are there any new rock bands like it was cool to see pop evil going out with you guys are there any new bands out there that uh, catch your eye
1: well pop evil actually played. you know we played with them several years ago at a festival so so yeah i'm excited to have them out um i, I like the struts a lot um Greta Von Fleet I think is really great Yeah Um, You know So yeah There's some There's some cool bands Coming out right now I'm excited I think they're young guys And they want to rock
0: Yeah It's like that 70s revival Kind of going on
1: Uh, And it's what I grew up with I just absolutely Love that stuff
0: yeah, it's great. There's another good one I just heard called Them Evils out of Orange County that's really cool, too. Kind of in that same that same vein and everything. I'll we'll have to check that out for yeah, sure. Yeah, give them a check out. Well, Ricky, before I let you go, and uh, go and throw out all your uh, social media. Get out uh, the plugs. I know I follow you among, on all of them, but go ahead and say it for everyone listening.
1: You know what? Everything is at Ricky Rocket. So, if you go to Twitter, it's Ricky Rocket. If you go to YouTube, it's Ricky Rocket. If you go to Facebook, it's, it's Ricky Rocket. So, I'm pretty easy to find. few pages out there but you can tell the ones the ones that i have i usually sometimes i'll put my family on there i'm not like not afraid to do that so so if you don't see that it's probably a fan page
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it's just all teased out hair from back in the day you know it's it's not the real deal exactly,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> beautiful man thank you so much for the time rookie it's an honor and a true honor and blast to talk to you and can't wait for the tour man it's gonna be awesome
1: I uh, hope to I hope to see you, and please say hi if you do.
0: Yeah, believe me, I'll <laughs> do anything I can to get back there and say hi to you. It's been a, been a real honor, and, and congrats on all the the kicking cancer's ass, and, and best of luck out there on the road and, and health and everything else. Right on, thank you so much. Have a good one. Uh huh. Bye now. Bye.